does uh mic sound okay yeah mic sounds good wow i didn't have to touch anything everything just worked well you didn't have to i don't think you had to touch anything last time either wow we're getting better at this we're almost professionals look Paul. at you amazing the only thing we need are like those like foam pads they have on like the walls <laughs> and i think we're internet professionals at that point go voice record in my closet i do want a little uh one of those like glow lamps that say on air or like oh recording my God, that's incredible i really want that in the background of my office amazing uh let me flip to my correct Check your notes notes i really just need to get separate notebooks I could do a podcast in a D&D notebook and then an actual work notebook. I, Give me an excuse I to have, spend like, more money. leather-bound, like, dragon-styled little notebook that I was like, That's I'll amazing. write everything for D&D in this. And I and then you didn't did it. use it. And I didn't <laughs> use it. And I'm like, well, I see nothing's changed since school. <laughs> for real. But just like, the thought hey. of buying a nice, pretty new notebook makes you feel so efficient. It's not, yeah, it. <laughs> did you get in school? Did you have those planners that's like every day you oh, had to fill yes. something out, and the teachers were like, "Make sure to fill out your assignment books or whatever." Yeah, they tried so hard. I can hate. I think that played into my hatred for organization. I really <laughs> do. I do. Where I'm use... like, fuck it, I'm winging everything. <laughs> I do wing most of life, but I do use my calendar app in my phone pretty religiously. If okay, it's not fair. in my calendar, it is not happening. I don't keep, I don't do enough though to keep <laughs> stuff in my calendar. That's I okay. Have, that's, I'm an event coordinator, so like I need to get all of them straight so I could see. You yeah. Have to coordinate. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, I go into work from this time to this time. Any time out of there is my time, me time. <laughs> don't contact me. <laughs> Uh, all right. I'll do the countdown. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Silly Marillion, the podcast where I, Paul, a Lord of the Rings fan, Tolkien aficionado, uh, a handsome man about town. Keep going, keep going. Uh, <laughs> book reader, uh, enjoyer of vanilla bean scented things. Lever pooler. Uh, lover pooler? Lever. Lever pooler. Pull the lever, Kronk. Oh, lever puller. Yes, I thought you said uh, lever puller. And I'm switch like, what's button a... presser. I'm trying to coordinate your actual day job into day job. Uh, <laughs> 3 a.m. waking ass up. Anyway. <laughs> Me. The, the fact is I like Tolkien a lot, and I've read a lot of Tolkien. I introduced this to L.A. event coordinator Tori. <laughs> Who has read... Who has read nothing? <laughs> nothing, absolutely nothing, nothing ever. That 
I, I slept in her office one time and the bookshelf was just empty. There was nothing. It's just a bunch of Pokemon cards and Legos. <laughs> anyway, hi, Paul. Thanks for having Hello. me. But yes, I explain the Silmarillion to Tori as like her first steps into reading Tolkien. Again, poor planning, but I thought it was fun. <laughs> Uh, Tori, you have some housekeeping announcements, I believe. Oh, uh, yes. Thank you for that roller coaster of a ride intro. <laughs> I it don't... just gets better and better each week. I, it just gets derailed each week. Depending on sleep levels. <laughs> We're about that level. Uh, yeah, top of the hour announcements. I just want to give shout out and love to our listeners, as I usually do every podcast, but specifically this week to Evelyn for drawing Turin and Bellig. Five feet yes. apart in a hot tub because they're not gay. Honestly, I am. I have a very soft spot for Evelyn because they're the ones who like. They are the one who like consistently, consistently like, takes the bullshit we spout on this and is like, and I will turns put it this into something into beautiful art and we're turns like, it into beautiful bullshit. What? Wow! Uh, Look at you. It's shout just, out, yeah. Evelyn. And I also want to give a shout out to Catherine, who also has been drawing Turin and Beleg for yes. me for for the pod. I love I love how like we had at the beginning, you're like Varda is everything. But now we have like your OTP of Turin and yeah. Beleg. Yeah. And new fave I, characters, just Beleg. Turin, it's he's he's got a lot. <laughs> got a lot of baggage. But oh. But yes. Yes. And, and final shout out to uh, Ethan, also known as Josefina, also known as our uh, executive producer. producer. Yeah. As always, thank you for sponsoring <laughs> our bullshit every other week. <laughs> of course. But yes, those are the shout outs. Uh, that could be our Patreon thing. If you're a certain Patreon level person, we give you a shout out. The first five minutes is just us telling you how much we love how you. How great, yeah. <laughs> Not Come even because we have to, because we're really filled with love. We are. And also, like, if you give me money, I will feel a bit more, like, <laughs> I feel I will feel more love towards you. Which also, uh, yeah, I need to cash that out and throw it to you so you can go buy some Baja Blast for yourself. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Uh oh my god, is that your uh chameleon uh terrarium behind you? Oh yes, the egg is hatched. I think yes. we mentioned the chameleon egg in a podcast, and now there is a I baby believe. chameleon. Yes. What what name did you settle on? So Steph has been hesitant to settle on a name because they are worried it will die. Oh. But good news, it is eating and drinking now. <laughs> Okay, good. It wasn't for a while, and Steph was concerned, and I was like, "You got a baby chameleon. This is your responsibility." You give a you give a, a Silmarillion name. Uh, listeners, reach out to us on Twitter and tell us what Silmarillion name, name. him Glaurung. <laughs> that is kind of cute. Little Glaurung, oh. little dragon boy. Oh, I kind of like that. Bring it up to mm. Steph. I know it's. The, Steph would be like, who? And I'd be like, listen to the podcast. And Steph's going to be like, no. We talk maybe. shit about you every week and you don't listen. It's like you don't even love me. <laughs> anyway. Don't support my passions and dreams. <laughs> and then you got to run flailing from the room and slam the door. 
I told uh, him to listen to our last podcast episode though because he's he's busy oh there was a lot now is a good segue to tell folks what they missed on glee can we even yeah. tell them what they missed because last time i am turin still not recovered of, paul last time turin made a lot of poor choices i have um, still not recovered you should be financing my therapy <laughs> Belleg died a lot of shit <sighs> just listen to if you're listening to this one first what are you doing Go what back. Doing? At least go back Start one. from the beginning. Okay. Start from the beginning. <laughs> You're the motherfucker who's like, oh, I'll start Harry Potter with the Goblet of Fire. It's like, what are you doing? And you're like, who's this Harry start Potter person? Dumbledore who? Dumble what? Tolkien who? Tolkien. Who's this Jimmy boy they keep mentioning? Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Tolkien's? Yeah. Hey, it's me. Jimmy Jimmy One Rings. Hey, <laughs> Jimmy One Ring. <laughs> they call me that because of the one ring I got. Because of the one ring. The one ring in the Lord of the Rings. Whoa. <laughs> Get out of here. And then there's some elves called the Kardashians. And somehow oh. Edward and Bella are in this. We need Did to you... make our own little like fucking lore book of all the bullshit we come up with. What are, you gonna ask? what are you going to ask? I'm going to put that on AO3. It's just what? my my summary of the Silmarillion. I'm going to write it's it all out. Notes. It's just all your notes. Yeah, and I'm going to put it on AO3. Wow. <laughs> That'd be my first submission. <laughs> Heck. Ugh. My scribbled notes have uh, Turin is human. Beleg is beautiful silver elf. They are lovers with a heart. And then the next line says... Belig Strongbow dead. <laughs> I was very upset when I wrote that. Can't have shit in Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. This is, you're not allowed. Um, oh, and speaking of this chapter today. Oh hello, no. everyone, and welcome <laughs> back to today's episode of What Shit's Gonna Hit the Van Next? Our next contestant hails from sunny Southern California. She has a dog with a nervous disorder and a fiancé who shares my sense of humor, which is tragic. Please give it up for Tori. Tori, welcome to the show. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Please tell me what is behind door A. Behind door number one, we have final death of Baron as he is torn apart by a dragon. Oh, final death of Baron. Door number two. Oh, door number two. A volcano erupts within I didn't a even know dwarven they... fortress. I didn't even know they had volcanoes. It gets caused by Morgoth. Or three, <laughs> some more Thank bullshit Morgoth. with the sons of Feanor. Feanor! I don't like any of these doors. I guess we start with door number one. <laughs> it's not. That's not the right one. Okay, what door is first then, Paul? Okay. <laughs> door number three. We'll stop the game now, because I think we kind of... You can only pick one. That's the point of the game. You're supposed to guess. What, which, which, which you're like, door You're like going on Wheel of Fortune. It? You're like which going on door? Wheel of Fortune, and you're just being like, yeah, can you just put the word up for me, please? 
Which door is this chapter? It's door number three. Door number it always, three. It always circles back to the sons of Feanor. Oh, God. It I always really circles hoping. back I to that bullshit. I, don't, I didn't. I wanted to forget Feanor ever happened. His stupid Silmarils are not important anymore to this book titled We need to make, need to make a, a TikTok of, you know that one TikTok sound of like, what's more important, weed or us? And it's like, weed. And just, wow, he didn't even think about it. It's Feanor's sons who are like, oh. what's more important, us or the Silmarils? And Feanor's like, the Silmarils. Will you send and me that if, sound and I will make the TikTok? Yes. <laughs> It'll be the next what, promo for this episode. sons are like, Wow, he didn't even think about it. Uh, but yes. Uh, I don't even know who his sons are either. That's how derailed they are. They are. The one-handed yeah. guy oh, with the I red hair even, who's really I tall. I totally forgot that. He's still around. You got Maglor. Maglite. Uh, <laughs> Maglor. He's the bard. He plays music all the time. And he's okay, very... yep. He's, he and Mythros are like the closest brothers that are always hanging out together. Then you have Kurufim and Kelegorm, the two guys who tried to kidnap uh, Luthien. Mm. Uh, and Kelegorm was the one with Huan the Hound, who yep. became best Good buds boy. with uh... Oh my god. Sorry, I just thought of an idea of... <laughs> Another TikTok? You and Steph cosplaying Baron and Luthien... And Honey is Huan. Oh my god. Amazing. 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 Yes. And canonically, you ride Honey <laughs> to meet Steph. She'd be so mad. <laughs> she's giving you a stink eye right now. Oh, she's was, She was probably born with that stink eye. <laughs> she's a small dog. All small dogs are born <laughs> with the stink eye. But, um... Yes, so literally the beginning of this chapter is So ended the tale of Turin Turumbar. <sighs> like, That's how the chapter Tolkien, starts. Literally Tolkien's like, wow, so that was a lot. <laughs> um, yes, it was, Jimmy. Jesus Christ. Pay for my therapy. <laughs> so not over and it. So all that shit happens with Turin and Nienor. And their father saw all that. Because remember, Hurin was chained oh, up. He, he had to watch his kids bone down. No. Yeah. Oh. That... Was this in the last chapter or is this in this chapter? What? Wait. That like, he... That he was, he's been watching the entire yeah. time? That, was, that started with... Uh, the chapter with the last battle, um, not the last battle, uh, the battle of unnumbered teal tears, uh, mm -hmm. the near Naeth Arnoidiad, I think it is. Um, okay. Where like Hurin got captured, and then Morgoth chained him up there because he wouldn't tell him where Gondolin was, and Morgoth's like, "You're gonna, I'm gonna fucking mess up your entire entire life, and you get to sit here and watch the entire fucking thing." Damn. He's like, I'm going to gift you my powers of sight and hearing so you see all this shit. Um, and that was some shit. And it was some <laughs> wild shit. Um, you know those, like, you know when you're watching, like, a, a, like a, a movie with your parents and then, like, a sex scene begins? 
and he and get every... really uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. It's like Hurin, but the sex scene is between his oh, kids. Oh, God. And if... <laughs> I, did, I, he might have had so it worse than anyone. He's just so uncomfortable. Oh, so... God. And Poor chap. At, and so at this point, like, Hurin's children are all dead. Uh, his wife is wandering distraught in the wilderness, and like no one knows where she is. And so, probably best she doesn't want to come back to all that. Morgoth unlocks the chains and goes, "Okay, you're oh, free no. to go." Oh no! And Hurin doesn't say anything, and like Morgoth gives him like an honor guard of orcs as they go out <laughs> of like. The that motherfucker fortress and like everyone's like why is he letting him go and morgoth's like he'll he'll cause more trouble out there than he will in here i feel like he's gonna hurl himself off a cliff after everything he just had to witness and because he gets sent out with an honor guard of orcs when he goes to his homeland, his people who've been enslaved don't acknowledge him because now they're like, oh, this guy's obviously a traitor. Look at him. He's got an honor guard of orcs with mm-hmm. him. This is... And yeah, he's just... And he's an old man at this point. He's... What are you even gonna do? Like, And this just makes him so fucking bitter. Yeah. And so he leaves his homeland. He... Like kind of leaves the honor guard of orcs that went with him, uh, and he goes over towards um, uh, the mountains where Gondolin is hidden behind, and Hurin knows it, and he stands outside the mountains, and he yells, um... "No, wait, no!" He goes out there and he starts trying to look for the hidden entrance because he's like, "I can at least go back to Gondolin because Turgon is my friend." Mm-hmm. And he'll be safe there. And he goes looking for the secret entrance. And the eagles spy him out. Hey, eagles. And it's they been go, a hot minute. They go to Turgon. And they're like, hey. And Turgon's the high king of the Noldor at this point, ever since his brother Fingon died. And so the eagles come to Turgon. And they're like, hey, your buddy Hurin's outside. Should we get him? And Turgon's like, no. He's probably a spy for Morgoth. Yeah, don't, he's don't been gone him. for a while, too. And he's like, don't take him, because this is my secret city. And it's probably a spy. We're under and, quarantine. And he's like, they've probably broken his heart anyway. T- broke it? Smashed it? Stomped it, on it ten times? Yeah, and he's like, so he's probably just gonna rat on us to Morgoth. Meanwhile, poor Hurin's just looking for a place of refuge. <sighs> Eventually, he just yells at the mountains in anger of like, remember when I saved your fucking life? Do you remember that shit? And all that comes back are the echoes. And then he just leaves in anger. But Morgoth's spies notice where he's looking when he's yelling this shit. Oh, God. So they're like, oh, it's in those mountains somewhere. Way to alert the whole world. So, from that point on, Morgoth is looking at those mountains. Great. But, uh, eventually, Torgon changes his heart, like, a few minutes later. And it's like, oh, shit. Uh, like, he is my friend. And even if he is broken, maybe we can heal him here. 
And then he sends the eagles out to find him. But by that point, Hurin has left and the eagles yeah. can't find him. He's just vanished mm. into the wilderness. So, I'm eventually... I'm surprised he didn't yeet himself off a mountain. Unless that's coming. <laughs> uh, eventually, he goes into the forest of Brethil, where Turin and his and Neonor lived. Mm. And he eventually comes to this, like the gravestone the people of Brethil set up for Turin Aww. and Neonor. And when he gets there, there's an old woman sitting there. And oh, it's his wife, all. Morwen. Yeah, oh my god. Wife, Morwen. Uh, let me read it out. Sitting in the shadow of the stone, there was a woman bent over her knees. And as Hurin stood there silent, she cast back her tattered hood and lifted her face. Gray she was and old, but suddenly her eyes looked into his and he knew her. For though they were wild and full of fear, that light still gleamed in them that long ago had earned her the name Elethwin, proudest and most beautiful of mortal women in the days of old. You come at last, she said. I have waited too long. It was a dark road. I have come as I could, he answered. But you are too late, said Morwen. They are lost. I know it, he said. But you are not. But Morwen said, Almost. I am spent. I shall go with the sun. Now little time is left. If you know, tell me. How did she find him? But Hurin did not answer, and sat beside the stone, and did not speak again. And when the sun went down, Morwen sighed and clasped his hand, and was still. And Hurin knew that she had died. He looked down at her in the twilight, and it seemed to him that the lines of grief and cruel hardship were smoothed away. She was not conquered, he said, and he closed her eyes and sat unmoving beside her as the night drew on. Jesus, Jimmy. That was sad. Beautiful, and but sad. He buries her next to the stone. Aww. And then etches into the stone. Here lies also Morwen Eledwin. And so... At that point, it Hurin's alone. Hmm. And he just starts wandering. And as he wanders... He comes across Nargothrond, the ruins of the abandoned, ruined city of Nargothrond, hidden in the hills. And that's where Glaurung had made his lair. But now the dragon is dead, and all the riches he had piled up are still there. Oh, heck. And Hurin no one touched enters. It? Well, Hurin enters in, and he hears someone walking about in there. And this dwarf walks up to him, and it's Meme, the dwarf Meme. who betrayed Turin's trust and led the orcs there. Heck. But Meme. It is Meme, yeah. <laughs> and Meme's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And uh, Huron's like, what are you doing here? These are the halls of Finrod Feligund. How dare you come into these halls? And memes like, before Finrod was here, dwarves made these caverns. Yeah. And all this shit should be ours. 
Hmm. And he's like, who are you? And Hurin's like, I'm the father of the man you betrayed, and I am gonna fucking kill you. Oh no. Tension. And they both kind of have a point. Meme says, take what you want. And then Hurin kills him. Oh, by a meme? <laughs> yeah, Hurin is not fucking around. Oof. He's been through some shit. And he goes through the treasure trove and picks one thing. A ring. Oh, no. A cursed sword. Uh, a necklace. A cursed necklace. the Nauglamir, which uh, was made by the dwarves for Finrod as oh. like a token of like friendship. And uh, uh, and it's like uh, let me see. Where's the? I'm waiting for it to be cursed. It's... And like talk or something. Sup, <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but his... like the Nauglamir is like this like massive like necklace of like hundreds of jewels, hmm. kind of. Like little like diamonds kind of etched around it. Um, and he takes that and he's like, I'm going to Doriath. And he goes to Doriath and he gets greeted by King Thingol, who's like, hmm. oh my god, we thought you were dead. And he throws the necklace at Thingol's feet. And he's like, there's your fee for how well you took care of my son and my wife and my daughter. Oh, heck. Fucking, there's your fucking fee. For how Damn. well you did your fucking job. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> and at that, like, Melian is like, dude, uncalled for. <laughs> Thingol literally forgave your son for murder and wanted him to stay with us. Yeah, and he it had was to your go son's decision run to around. leave us. We sent our trusted captain, Beleg. To look after him, and he and what died. What did Tuer do? And break his like, heart, and then slaughter. They're him. like all these bad things are horrific that they happened, but you are you you cannot blame us for all of that. Yeah, it's got a point. And Hurin looks into her eyes, and because she's a goddess, he immediately gets understanding of I'm being a dick. So he mm -hmm. quickly goes over to the necklace, lifts it up, and then respectfully gives it <laughs> to Thingol. Because he's like, I still brought it here, and I have nowhere else to put this. And he's like, please, just take it. And so Thingol accepts it, and he's like, but stay here, Huren. You'll have a place here. And Huren's like, no. I don't have a place anywhere anymore. No. Where's he gonna go? And he vanishes. He leaves the kingdom of Doriath, and uh, the tales simply say that he just threw himself into the Western Sea and oh. died. That's what the tales say, but no one knows for sure what happened. Hmm. So it's the last time we hear from him? Is he, like, gone, gone? Yeah, no, he's gone for, for hmm. sure this time. And uh, as time's going on, Thingol is kind of pondering and thinking. He's seen a lot of shit, too. They all just need to rest. They need a spa day. No worries. No more goth. So yeah, Thingol has the Silmaril, and he's like, this would look great on that necklace Hurin gave me. This is gonna okay. kick ass. I'm gonna be like the most bling motherfucker <sighs> out here. 
I don't I don't know if I like this single. And he's like, I'm combining these. So at this time, the dwarves of uh, the Blue Mountains to the east, they would travel to Doriath to do work for the elves and then would go back. Uh, they're kind of like migrant workers in that regard, where like they'll come here and like to Doriath and like literally like Thingol has like workshops built and set aside for the dwarves to use for like sleeping and working and stuff like that when they come to visit. And then he pays them well and he'll send them on their way. And so the dwarves come to do some more work and he's like, hey, can you combine this kick-ass amazing gem my son-in-law got me? with this amazing necklace the father of my foster son got. <laughs> and the dwarves are like, oh shit, that's going to look amazing. And I was like, I know, they're right? They're just like fancy jewelers now. Yeah, and they're like, shit, okay, we'll start working. And like Thingol's like, I will give you all the gold you want. Uh, just make this for me. Wow. And the dwarves are like, okay, we'll get to work. And like the dwarves like work in their workshop uh, on creating this amazing necklace and Thingol like starts like staying down there with them for hours on end just watching them work and eventually they like fi finish creating it and it's the most beautiful thing because the way the Silmaril is it, it gives off its own light all Thanks that light bounces through all like the crystals and gems in the necklace so it's like a rainbow is bound across like your breast basically gay love it gay shit yeah <laughs> and like it magnifies the light i'm just imagining like all the other elves seeing it and being like oh he must have went to jared or yeah. one of those others every kiss begins with k and then thingol reaches out to put it on and the dwarves are like wait a minute <laughs> Why should we give this to you? Uh-oh. And then I was like, because I paid you <laughs> yeah, to make that. That's how transactions work in a and capitalist the like, country. No, 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 no. This necklace is a dwarf necklace. Oh, boy. What We we made this necklace for Finrod Felagund. We didn't make this for you. And then that thief, Hurin, took it from the treasure hoard of Nargothron and gave mm -hmm. it to you. You're, no, you're not, you're not getting this back. And Thingol Tension. goes off and calls them a bunch of slurs. Uh, he really does. He uh, Dwarven slurs? Well, yeah, he's like, Thingol responds with, How do ye of uncouth race dare to demand oh, of me, Thingol, wow. Lord of Belriand, whose life began by the waters of Quivien in years uncounted, ere the fathers of the stunted people awoke? Wow! That's elitist. So yeah, Damn. Yeah. It's, it's it's also just racist. Yeah. Like... Heck. And he stands among them and the dwarves are terrified for a second because he's so tall compared to them. But then they remember he's alone amongst them because he's yeah. the only one who's been coming into their workshop. So they grab their crafting tools and oh. beat him to death. Oh, heck. He gets like oh, hammers no. and chisels to the face. Oh, God. Yeah, he lost his temper. Shoot. Now I'm imagining civil wars between elves and dwarves. And so they grab the necklace and book it out of Minagroth. However, they have to get through this enchanted forest. And and they're news, running with the Silmaril. Yeah, and news quickly spreads among the elves 
that the dwarves just killed their king and have the Silmaril. So they quickly go after them and they kill the dwarves. But some of the dwarves escape and they return to their halls and talk to their kindred. Now, these dwarves are from the dwarf city of Nagrod because uh, there are the two cities of the dwarves in the Blue Mountains, Belagost and Nagrod. And the dwarves of Nagrod hear about this and they're like, holy shit, we were in the right. Let's go sack Doriath. Let's go take that shit. And they right. look to like... They look to the dwarves of Belagost and they're like, hey, come help us out. And the dwarves of Belagost are like, no. Like, you're, we're not getting involved in this shit. Smart. Like, pull, you guys killed their king and then they killed you back. Like, that's... that. That's, uh, that's love the, and war, fellas. Yeah, and they're like, leave it be. Let it alone. Like, don't go anymore. So Nagrod's like, fuck you guys, we're going. So... With uh, Thingol's death, Melian, uh, his wife, is just distraught. Uh, yeah. Because this is a goddess who essentially took on permanent mortal form to be with him. For someone who lost his temper. And now he's dead. And she just kind of gets up and leaves. Hmm. Because there's nothing for her in that kingdom anymore. Damn. And she takes her magic with her, so... You know, the girdle of Melian, the enchantment that makes it very hard to find your way around Doriath if you're not mm. welcome. That breaks down, and the dwarves arrive, and they sack Menegroth. Oh, they man. burn it. They grab all the treasure of Menegroth. They kill so many elves, and then they walk off. Dang. There really and, is a war now. But to get back to their homeland they need to pass Osiriand, where Baron and Luthien are living. And Baron gets word of this. Oh, no. (laughs) And he's like, oh, hell no. So he leaves, he leads an army of uh, of green elves who live in Osiriand, who already don't really like dwarves because dwarves chop down trees and the green elves (laughs) don't like that. And so they attack and they kill a lot of the dwarves so much so that all and all like the gold spills out into the ford of the river that the dwarves are trying to cross so that like for like the rest of like the years that the river is there like you'll see like a glint of gold in the water when you're going through Mm. the ford and you'll like pick up a gold coin wow but um the dwarves of nagrod try to escape and they head for the mountains and then they notice that some of the trees on the mountains are moving. Uh-oh. And the Ents appear. Hello, Ents. Baron summoned the Ents. This is the first mention of the actual Ents, like, killing people that we get oh, in Tolkien's Legendarium. And they kill all the dwarves, and not a single dwarf returns to Nogrod. Oh, my. They killed them all? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they've been chopping trees, so. Oh, yeah. All's fair in love and war. Yeah. So that's going to be hey, the title this of this a, podcast. Yeah, and or the title can also be Steph. The Ents are in this one, so maybe that'll convince them. <laughs> please <to> read. Listen. <laughs> please, please, listen. please listen. The Ents are in this one for like five seconds. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and they then kill a bunch of dwarves. Baron takes the Nalglamir with the Silmaril in it, goes back to Luthien, and he and offers so he it to her. Again. 
Yeah. He offers it to her and she wears it. And apparently when she wears it, she's the most radiant thing ever. I think she's like supposed to be like second only to Varda when she's wearing mm, that. That's pretty she's gorgeous. So, um, she's so amazingly beautiful. That is high praise. Uh, but apparently wearing the Silmaril while mortal drains you very quickly. Oh. And so, and just being in the presence of the Silmaril like drains a mortal very quickly. And it brings so, evil things, so. <laughs> well, for the entire time that Luthien has it, even the sons of Feanor are like, no, we're not touching that. You know, they earned it. Baron and Luthien, they've <laughs> they've earned it. You know, they, they've been through some shit. Okay. And they're also like, they're mortal. They're going to die eventually. And, <laughs> and then we we'll get, get it. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the radiance the Silmaril gives off, it makes all that land beautiful and wonderful and just fantastic. Sounds fake. It's going to get dreary here soon. Little did it ease the grief of Luthien to learn that the Lord of the Dwarves was slain, and many dwarves beside. But it is said that said and sung that Luthien wearing that necklace and that immortal jewel was the vision of greatest beauty and glory that has ever been outside the realm of Valinor. And for a little while, the land of the dead that live became like a vision of the land of the Valar. And no place has been since so fair, so fruitful, or so filled with light. And um, in that time, Dior, uh, the son of Baron and Luthien, he goes with the remaining elves of Doriath back to Menegroth, starts to rebuild it, hmm. and the elves kind of take him to be their new king. Oh, wow. Because they're like... Thingol only had one kid, Luthien, and she doesn't want to be queen. And so her son becomes king. And uh, he rebuilds it, and uh, he kind of sets himself up and creates kind of like this new kingdom of Doriath for a time, which is not as cool as it used to be, but it's, <laughs> it's there now. Cool enough. And so he's so, he's king of Doriath? Yes, he's king of Doriath, where Thingol was. Um, but yeah, so a messenger arrives, wrapped in a cloak, knocks on the door, uh, and he is asked to see the king personally. And uh... he goes, your mother and father have passed. And here's the Silmaril with its fancy necklace. Mm. And Dior's like, all right, uh, thank you. And he puts it on and instantly becomes the hottest person <laughs> around. Like, like, there's this thing where you put it on. You and become the next bachelor. You are fuckable. <laughs> you are like, people look at you and they're like, as they're like trying to like look through the light at you. They're like, ah, oh, that's hot. Um, um... But then word gets around to the sons of Feanor that, hey. The Silmaril is in Doriath, and Doriath doesn't have that fancy magic protection anymore. Mm. Watch out, Dior. And so, the sons of Feanor, they send word to him. And they're like, hey, our dad made that. That Silmaril. It's ours. <laughs> Hand it over, and there won't be any problems. God. And... 
Dior sends no answer. He 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 ghosts them. <laughs> he just he puts them on. He puts them. Sorry, on you want message? He, he like they are. They're looking at their phone and they see he read it. They see the little check mark. They know he read it, but he just doesn't respond. Oh God. And so Kelligorm, the one who wanted to kidnap Luthien, is like, "This is bullshit. Let's kill him." And he rouses the followers of Feanor. And they attack Menegroth. And then be- that is when the second Kinslaying occurs. Oh, no. And Elf kills Elf. Ugh. It's a bloodbath. All because of this freaking Silmaril. Uh, Dior kills Kelegorm personally. Oh, damn. Uh, Kurufin dies. And Caranthir mm. dies. So that's three sons of Feanor Dang. dead in this one thing. How many kids does he have left? Four. Four left? Yeah. Uh, Mythros. Yeah, he had seven sons. Okay. Uh, so you have Mythros, Maglor, Amrod, and Amras left. Okay. Uh, and you can tell Amrod and Amras aren't going to last very long because they're like twins, and that's the only thing we know about them. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but Dior is slain and the sons of mm. Feanor are victorious and, Man. uh, the sons of Dior, uh, Elured and Elurin, um, they basically, uh, take, uh, his, uh, no, the servants of Kelegorm, they basically take Dior's young sons and just leave them in the woods to die. Mm. And Mythros immediately regrets that and he goes to try to find these two sons and he can't. Mm. And they it, it they're it's basically like they're dead. Uh but the remnant of the sons of Feanor don't get the Silmaril. Oh. Because some it's survivors, stupid and they don't need it. Some survivors of Doriath <laughs> escape with Dior's daughter, Elwing. Oh. And Elwing has the Silmaril. Oh, And she's, no. like, the last living member of her family. Oh, God. And they escape downriver to this little kind of refuge where elves are slowly gathering for safety uh, from Morgoth. And that's where she lives. And I think that's where we're going to end for today. What's the daughter's name? Elwing. Elwing. And she is the mother of Elrond. <gasps> Gasp! I know Elrond. Yes. Wait. He doesn't have a Silmaril that I'm aware right. of. You're gonna you're gonna find out what mm. happened. Silmarils. But yeah, uh again, this was another episode of shit hitting the fan. God. It was I wasn't attached fully to anyone yet, so it was like a lot of shit. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know them. I don't love and care for their well being. So, uh, it's like oh. this, this happens, and you're just like, oh no, yeah. our table <laughs> it's broken. Been on TikTok, good sir. I'm always on TikTok. Um, but yeah, that's the fall of Doriath. So now. Uh. And now officially Baron and Luthien are dead. They have passed mm. on. And the Silmaril's back in the equation. Yep, a Silmaril. Uh, the <laughs> Sons of Feanor is really kind of amusing. They go through all this shit to fucking 
they kill other elves to get I the Silmaril, and in the end, they still don't. It. They still don't get the Silmaril. Just forget about it. It's not meant to be. Just let it go. I wish I would, they could, but I would they, say... they got it from their daddy. <laughs> daddy issues. They're like, I have to do dad proud and get the Silmaril. No, just let it be. Just let it be. If you want to live, just let it be. I would say the Silmarillion has been chill without the Silmaril, but no, it's still been chaos. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, good times. <laughs> that was the fall of Doria. Uh, next time we get a more kind of cool adventure story of Turin's uh, cousin, Tuor. Tuor, uh, okay. Son of Huor, who was the brother of Hurin. Uh, he names. gets he gets a much better story than his cousin. Does he get to fall in love with someone who is similar to Beleg? <laughs> uh, he falls in love with an elf, yeah. And he's human. Yeah. A. We love to see it. You love to see it. Love to see uh, it. <laughs> and you also, it's like, of course, Tour gets the better. If you compare them, like, Turin uh, is like the edgy like dark like uh everything in life sucks and <laughs> tour is like an emotional support himbo who's Aww. like i'm happy to be here how's it going guys oh like he's blonde and blue-eyed and everything well i'm glad like, he gets a good life Turin is like dark and yeah dreary, like, <laughs> uh mm. but yeah like tour is much more like your typical like hero from a like a, a good like a saga mm -hmm. while like turin is like the tragic hero so yeah. God. uh we'll right. cover that it is now it isn't all gonna be good things because of course it is not the silmarillion of course the next chapter is called of Tuor and the fall of gondolin oh no not gondolin yep they've been chilling for so long they've been they they've had a good run Oh. They are like the last after like the fall of Doriath. They are like the last like true kingdom of the elves that's still hidden and like protected. Dang! Then what's left? When will, when will Morgoth uh, be defeated? Left, all that's left are these little kind of like refugee camps along the coast where like mm. Elwing went with the Silmaril. Mm. Uh, but yes, we'll cover that next time. Uh, but thank you everyone for listening to our shit. As always, special thanks to Jack Hook for composing Jack, Jack. the beginning music and ending music. Uh, special thanks, of course, as well to Wool for Ooh. drawing our beloved cover art. And special thanks to Ethan, of course. We gave you thanks at the beginning of the show. And yeah. by God, you're getting some more now again. Because <laughs> uh, you're our executive producer and you pay us the big bucks of like, what was it? Like 15 bucks? Yeah, actual $15. bucks. You can, 15. I think there's like three tiers you could support us with. It's like $1.99, $4.99, and $19.99 a month. Really? Yeah. Really, Ethan? $20? No, he does, he does $4.99 a month. $4.99 a month. Okay. Which is mid tier. So and I said the same thing. I was so like, $5. $5 yeah. is fair. I feel like. I feel like five dollar, like we are worth five dollar. We're worth, we're worth about like a, like a, like a two hamburger meal at McDonald's. You know, <laughs> I think we're, I think that's our worth. A del um, taco combo, a oh. five dollar foot long. Ooh, fine, fine, yeah. <laughs>
Yes, uh, Silly Merlion, the $5 foot long of podcasts. <laughs> it's not exactly uh, high quality, but you get something out you know, of it. It fills your stomach for lunch. You get what you get. <laughs> Don't anyway. touch the sneeze guard. Anyway. Thanks, guys, for listening to uh, our bullshit. But yes, thank you for listening to our bullshit. Join us and... on Twitter and tell us what we should name this chameleon. I'm I'm saying Glaurung would be really cool, but again, <laughs> it's up to Steph. It is neither of our chameleons, but we will name it. Yeah. I will refer to it as Glaurung, regardless <laughs> of what name Steph comes up with. <laughs> uh, uh... But yes, uh... Da da da. <laughs> da da da. Da da da. Uh, That's the tail end of the podcast where you're too tired and you're like ending da, the da, presentation. Da. And yeah. And yeah, da da da. Like, da 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 is like my cop out. And it's also like for me when I go back to like editing. It's you like, know where hey, to put it in. Put the music here when I say da da da. <laughs> when we're going a cappella. When we go da da da. <laughs> Now I've said da 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 so much, and when I edit it, it's gonna be a pain in the ass. You're like, like I'm probably just gonna, I'm probably just gonna cut myself off at some point. Da-da, da-da. Start the music. Da da da.